Welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this new episode of Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And we didn't break up. Uh, for the people who didn't understand, uh, <laughs> April Fools is a thing. Yeah. Um, it is not going for TWO. It's still going for two. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I am childish a lot of the time, but <laughs> Hunter would not publicly call me that. I may if you took the podcast away from me and our. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of friends, you know, wondering what was going on. Some of them got the got the joke immediately. Some of them thought that we were divorced and I got the child. Some people put in actual applications to be the new co-host. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Frederick. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> before we get started too far into the baseball, uh, I'm going to do my Friday morning motivation. Oh, yeah, and yeah. So this one's a little more serious, I feel like. So... When better is possible, good enough is unacceptable, right? And honestly, I'll, just you like sound like Tim Tebow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like <laughs> the last the last week, I think it's it's applicable in many different ways. You know, in baseball, you know, a sweep this weekend is possible. So, I mean, anything less than that's unacceptable. You can't ask for more than two wins, right? That's what, that's what people say, but I think a sweep is possible. Yes. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But um, Another thing, before we get into baseball, okay. Drew Robinson. Drew Robinson. Won the March Madness Bracket Challenge. Two claps for him. It looked like uh, Brooks' <laughs> tournament to win, but yeah, b- the Baylor difference. <laughs> and Baylor really did come out to play, and from, from the very beginning, I mean, they started off like on a 16-4 to run or something like that, and there was no stopping them after that. Brooks was texting me in the middle of the game, and he was just like, this is pretty disappointing. But I know Brooks has a few cowbells, so and Brooks was the uh, source of my Friday morning motivation. So oh, nice. Yeah, he so did contribute our, to the show. our bracket challenge winner watched zero seconds of college basketball <laughs> this season. I feel like a lot of people in our bracket challenge were the same way, but yeah. congrats um, to Drew, though. Uh, for the top five people, we will DM you and get sticker, stickers sent out to you, or we'll bring them to you, depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's where we are with that. Thank, thank you guys, guys so much for, for participating in that. It was a lot of fun keeping up with it and just kind of gauging who, who really does. Giveaways are kind of fun. Yeah, gauging who, who really does pay attention to our Instagram. So thank you guys so much. And I think with that being said, I think it's time to get into some baseball talk. Not fair thing to talk about. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so the Kentucky series. Yeah. What On Friday, what did you see, Jack? Well, uh, I mean, this started on Thursday. So oh, yeah, I forgot. But... um. I did predict a sweep, and that's exactly what happened. Dude, you, predict- you predicted a sweep, too, but yeah. it happened the opposite way, so it's no longer lining up with football season. Thank thank goodness for that. Um, but starting out on Thursday, Christian McLeod had what I was, would easily say is his best start of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's against SEC uh, opponent, and he went six strong with 11 strikeouts, got SEC Pitcher of the Week honors, and, man, that curveball was looking amazing. Yeah, he, sure he was wants. really looking strong. He was on Pitching Ninja uh, a few times with his little K-Strut, even though it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> Christian McLeod is, seems like a pretty boring guy, Yeah. So, and, which we'll talk about later. We, we have a special oh, yeah. segment for you guys. Um, <laughs> but Christian McLeod, best, uh, best outing of the year for him. And Brandon Smith came in in relief and really scared me. So, like I said, Christian McLeod didn't give up a run in six innings. Brandon Smith came in, and I think in the seventh or eighth, Gave up a run, made it four to one, and then in the eighth we broke it open to eight to one game, and that uh, was that. A lot of people were expecting to see uh, Sarantola right there, but yeah. I, I guess like 
I mean, two hits, you can still technically lose on yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, when it was four to one, um, I, I, I wasn't going to trust wasn't him. Wasn't Linden until... warming up sometime in this game, and I then it so. broke open? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Because, like we said last week, I think it's ideal for Landon to be your closer, and which we saw in the Saturday game. So moving forward into that game, um, Bedner. The Friday game. Friday. I got you that time. Let's go. <laughs> See who messes up next time. Uh, so Bedner, I mean, Bedner was Bedner. He had a really good start. Gave up a home, a two-run home run, um, which, I mean, that was the only real real damage that he that he gave up. Mm-hmm. And then um, our bats, you know, surprise, surprise, it started out really slow. And um, then... One thing that isn't slow. It's Braylon Skinner. And he has been all over social media. He's been on MLB, has posted stuff about him. Uh, we... I mean, our Twitter account has definitely gotten a fair share of this this play, but um, he broke open the our, our scoreless little streak there and just slid past the catcher in this crazy Superman dive, and I just keep on watching that play. I don't even know how it happened. He's just so athletic, so fast, and um, that really, I mean, is what got us going on offense, I feel like. Yeah, so. uh, I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, we need to replace some guys in the lineup. Uh, their batting average isn't good, like Hatch, for say. Uh, what batting average do you need to see from a guy like Braylon? Um, I mean, I think anywhere around like two sixty is, is is fine for him because if he gets on base, he's, I mean, he, if he gets to first, he's getting to second, yeah. and if he gets to second, I mean, contact scores him. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, and so uh, especially, I mean, if he gets to third, and you got a guy like Luke Hancock that comes up like at all while he's on base. He's hitting a sack fly. So, I mean, Braylon's scoring, and, yeah. and that's very valuable. It's it's a speed that we did, we haven't really had in a long time, maybe since Jacob Robson in, uh, like, 2016, maybe. But. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he was he was fast, and, and that ended up scoring one run for us. I think we scored the tying run later in that inning. And uh, so it was 2-2, two to two, and then scored a run, I think, on another Luke Hancock sack fly in the eighth. And that Seemed like on, that was kind of our offense for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and that brought in Landon Sims. Um, I think he had a two two inning save in this game, or he got the win, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he comes in and gets an out, gives up a hit, I think, and then we drop a pop up in the infield, which we saw become a trend, uh, especially on this Saturday game with the sun out. But I don't know what was going on. There's just lack of communication between Forsyth, Scotty, and um, Hatch. And I think it's Scotty's ball, but he didn't. He was the furthest away from it. But that's beside the point. Um, freshman Landon Sims takes a look at everybody, and you can just see him like trying to keep the composure of the infield. He just tells everybody like, "It's all right. Runners at first and second. Let's get. Let's do this." And seeing that composure from a freshman, and then inducing a double play to end the game right there is massive. I mean, yeah. that showed you that. Obviously, he is the heart and soul of this team. He he's fired. Dude, you must have been right. Like yeah, week one. <laughs> he's fiery. He's passionate. But when the time comes, he can be a leader, and he has really good composure. And I mean, I that's just a side of Landon. I didn't I didn't know it was there. That's yeah. really really incredible to look at seniors that just made a mistake in the eye and be like, hey, it's fine. We got this. That's leadership, and it's really, really that was awesome a really cool play. Also, his yeah, double play. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Uh, come back to the mound and he's able to to uh, glove it and turn the double play it's really really cool so really good to see that from Landon I've I think it's pretty safe to say he's the best I mean he might be the best pitcher on the team definitely the the best best player on the team yeah (laughs) um so he's he's gonna be really fun to watch for the next couple years 
Uh, going into the Saturday game, uh, we saw Fristo get the start, another quality start from him yeah. against his uh, a team he was committed to before in Kentucky. It was a personal game for him, and I was glad to see him do well. Um, Kentucky finally got some runners thrown out on the base paths. And yeah, we look, kind, of, kind of predicted that a little bit. Look yeah, at us. He hadn't, he hadn't, they hadn't seen low 10 yet, so that was fun, <laughs> to, fun to see them get thrown out. Um, but the main, I mean, if you think about this game, if you if you saw anything about this game, it was that the sun was causing problems. So what did you see from that? It seems like uh, Rowdy got a slum busted by the sun. Yeah. So that's good. Um, the sun's taken a few away from Rowdy. And yeah. And that was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's that's, just dropping. I, yeah, I mean, we saw... Rowdy get a triple on a ball hit to center field um, on a ball that looked like one that he dropped against Arkansas. It was kind of kind of ironic there. Uh, saw Logan Tanner get a double on a ball that was hit maybe 15 feet away from home plate. I mean, the shortest double that I've ever seen. And um, I think there was one more. I mean, Forsyth just could not see in the sun, and, and it dropped for a double for Kentucky. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty equal, I feel like. I think we did score more runs off of that, but... Um, I mean, and we got Rowdy's slump busted. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just seemed like the sun was causing a lot of problems. And but going back to that Friday game, I don't know. I really don't know what caused the infield ball to drop. Uh, it was just, it was really weird. What I mean, a weird series. Yeah. Uh, we didn't play good, yeah. at, like at all. No. I, I wouldn't say, no. other than starting pitching and Landon. Yeah. No one was very good. I mean. Luke Hancock had five RBIs. Yeah, and four. yeah. I guess, I guess the <laughs> he had four, uh, four sack flies and a home run in the series. And that that Saturday game, we did see home runs from uh, Logan Tanner and Luke Hancock. So our catchers are the main source of power for us. But I mean, hitting really just wasn't there this weekend. So, um, so what about uh, Houston Harding? Three pitches on the weekend. Yeah. Made two appearances. Uh, <laughs> We're getting a little funky with the pitching, as yeah. you would say. We're, we're really going at some matchups here. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't as weird as like the John Cohen uh, pitching changes. Like he used to change pitchers on like a two-two count or something. Like what? And I don't know if it was just confused batters or what. But I mean, this weekend we saw on Saturday Houston came in through one pitch. It was a double down the line, and then we switched to Spencer Price. He got a couple outs. And then we went to Parker Stinnett for. I guess I think Cam Toller came in too. Yeah, I mean it was just it was bizarre and every person something that we haven't seen from us. Yeah, every pitcher I, that came out, I was like, all right, finally time for Landon to close the game out. But it was never Landon. <laughs> uh, Parker Stinnett, I guess, did get the save there, but it, it didn't. It didn't look good. <laughs> I have a few more gray hairs because of it. So <laughs> um, Mississippi State Athletics. But all in all, I mean, we didn't play our best baseball, and we still swept Kentucky, who is a team that. Uh, had beaten Missouri in a series, two out of three, swept Auburn. And so all things considered, they looked good on paper coming in. Um, I did predict the sweep, and it wasn't as pretty as I wanted it to be, but we did get the sweep. And so, yeah. I mean, there were some good things that came out of this. Rowdy yeah. is back. Rowdy did hit a home run in this series. Uh, Rowdy, I mean, he had at least a few hits. You know, that's, that's all you needed from him. Yeah. And we saw that uh, that carry over into the Southern game. Yeah, so. had another home run. Yeah. That, was a, that was a nice shot. Yeah. Smoked the ball down the line. He had another uh, base hit. I think he got walked maybe mm-hmm. once or twice. So I mean, it's just it's fun to see him getting back on base, getting more confident. And you're hoping right on to time for the Auburn game. Yeah, 
yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a personal series, kind of like last week was for Fristo. But um, yeah, it's just really fun to watch him heat up. I mean, we knew he would, and uh, you're really hoping for the same thing from Hatch coming up soon. Yeah. So the, the Southern game, we had nine pitchers. Uh, yeah. <sighs> nine pitchers. Uh, that was the longest baseball game I've ever attended. I mean, it was three to nothing going into I think the fifth inning. Finally broke it open, and final score was fifteen to one. I mean, it was. I think the sixth or seventh inning was just hit after hit, and that's that's when Mississippi State baseball is just at its finest. Yeah. You know, like, we did see Lotan at first, which was a yeah, I, that was weird. Not what I expected at all. I expected Hancock maybe at first. But. Yeah, I, and I think all that was obviously Logan Tanner is not a potential first baseman. Of course, he's he's staying behind the plate. Looks weird in the hat. Yeah, <laughs> felt kind of like I was seeing him in a dressing room or something like. <laughs> You got all your gear on, bro? <laughs> but no, it was it was kind of weird to see, but uh, all that was was to rearrange something, give Hatch a different perspective of a game, I think, just to make him chill out a little bit during his slump, um, and also to give Kellum Clark a spot in the DH. And uh, how did that go? Kellum may not be... Uh, there, okay, there was a lot of people being like, put Kellum in at first base, it can't be worse than Hatch. I watched him warm up, and I think it's worse than Hatch. We are at Hatch's floor, and it's like, like I mean, he's, it's bad, but like this is his floor. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he's very good at defense. Like yeah. at first, that's never been the problem. So uh, once Hatch heats up, I mean, I'm not sure we'll hear the name Kellen McClark until next year. Like, like I feel like it's different because people are like, oh, you're supposed to be getting power from your first baseman. I don't care. We're getting power college from our, baseball. I'm not sure. We're there's getting power anyone. from our catchers. Like yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of and a, our third baseman. I feel like there's just a little bit of replacement right there. Yeah, I, and like we said, and and I think Hatch he got a base hit. Yeah, he other. got he a got, double. Got a double against Southern. He got the standing O. That was a nice one. Yeah, good I for mean, the confidence. He really needed that because there was a hit or a, a ball hit from him in the Kentucky series on Saturday that was just smoked. It looked like it was going into the gap for RBI double. And it got caught by the left fielder. And Hatch has not had a good time since I named him a player of the series. Yeah. But uh, like we said, we're really hoping for him to turn it around. Maybe the, the, the double against Southern is a slump buster. And that's going to um, be it for that for the games that we've already played. And we're going to move forward into the Auburn series. So um, what are some pitching matchups we got? Okay. So on Friday, we have McLeod versus Greenhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is... It, it's gonna going be, to be it's a gonna be for real pitching duel. Yeah. Like Greenhill went eight innings against uh, Ole Miss yeah. and gave up none. Yeah, I mean, I think four hits, no no earned runs, um, no runs at all. I mean, it was a zero zero game going into the bottom of the ninth, and Ole Miss walked it off. So it's really just an unfortunate game for him. Um, he and McLeod are two completely different types of aces. Um, I mean, Greenhill doesn't have much swing and miss stuff. It doesn't seem like he had four strikeouts against Ole Miss, who's a power hitting team that Strikes loves out. to strike out. You know, uh, so four strikeouts against them doesn't seem like very many at all. Yeah. And um, so he's he's probably going to be able to make a deep run in the game if we don't get to him because his pitch count's going to stay low. Whereas McLeod is a kind of guy who is going to go six innings and have twelve strikeouts and be at about ninety five pitches, and you know. And that's that's great. That's a great start for him. Yeah. But uh, he's just not going to be a kind of guy that's going to go nine innings like Greenhill can. Yeah. We just go McLeod set up Sims. Yeah. Is the ideal. Oh thing yeah. To do. And um, so, I mean, 
for the first time in the SEC play, I think we can pretty much say this is probably going to be a pitcher's duel. So, I mean, yeah. on paper, it looks like it um, should be. Greenhill's also right-handed, mm-hmm. um, so Brayland is in the lineup. That's fun. Yeah, so like with, a, with a left-handed the heavy lineup, it, I mean, we should have a really good shot against them. And um, it's not actually not the first time we've seen Greenhill in the really fun Auburn series or Auburn game in Omaha. He came in in relief. Uh, it came in in relief for a guy named Jack Owen, who's actually starting for him on Saturday. So, dude, I bet Green Hill's defense has never let him down. Probably not. <laughs> but, so, what you got about Jack Owen? So Saturday, we're going to see uh, Will Bedner, obviously, and he's going to be pay- facing Jack Owen. Uh, Owen has not had a great year this year. He is. Um, was it the the Ole Miss game? Yeah, he had a 135 hmm? ERA against Ole Miss. In point one innings pitch, but they had like five earned runs against them. Yeah, that is not good. No, not ideal. Really. I wouldn't say an over one hundred ERA in the game is good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he in Omaha he did start against us in that game and outdueled Ethan Small for the most part, and he went five innings. I think gave up one run um, against an offense that at that time was really clicking, and uh, so he he did really well on a big stage. But this season has not been the same yeah. uh he doesn't doesn't look to have that same fire with him um it's he's kind of randomly getting this start i think um he didn't start against Ole miss in that series he came in in relief but there's a lot of injuries in the uh auburn pitching rotation i think he's just kind of been placed there until somebody gets healthy again but um he's just not looking good yeah um, i trust if willie b has a good outing uh, yeah. i think this is hopefully <laughs> And one thing he does have going for him, he is a left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Uh, maybe that could throw us off a little Don't bit. Don't worry, we'll get Brad batting 500 out there. <laughs> yeah, infield hits <laughs> from our 6-6 tight end. Dude, Yancey. <laughs> Yancey is punching the air right now that our 6-6. He's legging out these infield hits more than anybody else. And then on Sunday, um, Gonzalez is their starter, and he's going against Fristo. Um, yeah. All I have for Gonzalez is he had a great outing against Arkansas. Yeah. I think like a five innings pitch and uh, left the game with no earned runs. Yeah. Two men on base. And then both of those guys scored. And that seems to be a real big trend for Auburn. Their bullpen is not good at all. And so that's what you're hoping for. You know, if you can happen to get Greenhill into the bullpen or get Greenhill out and make them go to the bullpen. Make them burn the bullpen early. Yeah, I mean, that that seems to be your best-case scenario there. But uh, no matter when you get to the bullpen, it seems like they're just not very good. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they have, they, a, they really they have do- a pair of two guys that have shown up twice a game, like twice a series yeah. every week. I mean, they seem like a... Um, they had Arkansas in check in all three games, and then late, I mean, seventh, eighth, ninth innings, that's when they lost the lead, and that's obviously when the bullpen would come in. And so that seems to be the ticket there, is just get to their bullpen, and Dude, you're Imagine you're losing to Arkansas. Man, imagine winning one game against Arkansas. It really could not be me. <laughs> but Auburn, uh, if we haven't touched on that, Auburn did win one out of three against Arkansas, won the opener, I think, and we were like, oh, Auburn just got swept by Kentucky. That's, that's a little surprising, but uh, man, I, f- I feel like they're gonna come ready to play. But um, I don't know. Weirdly, Auburn probably should have gone two out of three at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it had really good potential for a sweep, and 
I just mean, didn't. Yeah. So uh, that baseball. bullpen must be really bad. And uh, so that's where that's that's a the biggest contrast that I see between us and Auburn is that our the strength of our bullpens. Um, but that being said, that's all that we really have for them. I mean, they're hitting. I, I think they have two guys over 300 that are that are doing pretty well. But other than that, it's SEC. Yeah, it's it's an SEC offense. They're they're gonna hit if we if we make mistakes. But um, speaking of though, uh, what are who are our standout players gonna be for this weekend? I, I'm gonna let you go first because I, I don't want to say who you're gonna say. All right, you so, just go for it. I'll be I, for the content. Mine. I think I'm gonna say the hometown kid, okay. Auburn, Alabama, uh, Auburn High School graduate, Rowdy Jordan. Okay. So finally busted that slump, had a pretty good series against Kentucky when I said he was going to be our breakout player then. Let's do it again, Rowdy. Okay, um, uh, I'm going to go with Landon Sims. Landon? I think okay. we're going to see him in two games in this series. I right. think uh, Friday and Sunday. Ooh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, uh, may- just maybe. As, a, as a closer? More? Yeah, closer. Okay. And both good. of those. Maybe two innings on Sunday, one on, I mean, two innings on Friday, one on Sunday. Sounds like, good. A little bit. I mean, I like it'd be it. kind of fun, mm-hmm. but my luck, he'll get shelled by them. <laughs> Sorry, <No>. Landon. <laughs> <laughs> Landon's going to be mad at you. Uh, it's All the right. curse. So now you're going to get the chance to give your prediction first. What's your What's your series prediction looking um, like? I'm... I mean, all you can ask for is two wins out of three, right? That you can't, you literally cannot ask. I hate our Twitter so much, <laughs> so much. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go two one. Uh, I, I think they end up. Uh, you think they win Friday? I don't want to say Landon ends up losing on Friday, but yeah. maybe Landon. You did say he'd get shelled, so. Uh, I, I two one losing the Friday. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we don't have Sunday blacks anymore, which is a thing. Yeah, allegedly, according to some people. So yeah. I mean, uh, that. well, I am excited about you know whatever uniform combo we go with on Saturday on Sundays now, but um, or maybe that'll mix up the Saturday and Sundays. You know, we got to stick with the Maroon Friday. But um, my serious prediction is going to be very very similar to last week. I think that we're going to sweep, and I know that sweeping two weeks in a row or sweeping any at all is really difficult, especially when we're not playing great baseball. We're on the road. I know it, it's a it's a different uh, scenario, but I think that we win a pitcher's duel on Friday, uh, get to Green Hill, and get to their bullpen. And then, honestly, I don't see us losing Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that we just – I definitely trust our Sunday guy in Fristo way better than just about anybody else's Sunday guys. You know, even up there with, like, Vandy or Ole Miss. I mean, I just what haven't – about Vandy Friday? Friday night starter against Georgia. Oh, he got shelled today, so – I just, I don't, it's really hard for me to say that we that we lose another series. I know that we've already lost and gotten swept by Arkansas, but especially to a team like Auburn, I just don't see us losing. And so I'm going sweep. Hopefully neither of these are freezing cold takes. <laughs> hope not. Okay, so I think that's it for the series. Um, yeah. It's time this for the special segment. Special segment. Let's Some, go. Something that we just came up with randomly. Kite McDonald is the inspiration for this, and um, you'll understand in a moment. But, okay, um, we're doing our players as dog breeds. And it is exactly what it sounds like. There, there doesn't really have to be an explanation. Um, some, some of them are about their personality. Some of them are about their looks. Some of them are about both. Some of them are about their play style. Physical a- a- attributes. Yeah. Uh, it, so, it could be anything. So I'm going to start this off with the most obvious one 
one of the more obvious ones. Okay. I'm going to go Braylon Skinner, Greyhound. Fast. Fast boy. Fast boy. That's about all we got. I like that one. Uh, I, I think that speaks for itself. Yeah. Braylon is fast. Mm-hmm. Greyhounds are fast. Okay, number two. Rowdy Jordan. We have him as an Australian Shepherd. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I could just see him... Shaggy, he's just a little shaggy. Got yeah, long, long hair. hair. Dunked on his sister. Pretty, pretty dependable. I feel like. Yeah. I, um, you know, Air Bud, the Australian Shepherd, <laughs> dunking on his sister. Mm-hmm, that's what Air Bud was. Moving on to another consensus one. I feel yeah. like we pretty, pretty good uh, agreement here. Tanner Allen is a boxer. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I felt so good about this one. It was either that or some type of hound. Yeah. But I really felt boxer kind of. Yeah, the boxer is more what he looks like. Hound is more of like I, I could see bloodhound for like just being a country boy maybe. Yeah. But all right. Then Logan Tanner, we have him as a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of for mean. multiple reasons. Um, he kind of looks like one. <laughs> I, I he's very dog-like, and <laughs> I mean, it was a there was a handful of like mean-looking dogs we could have gone with, but pit bulls seem to be the, the most stout, I feel yeah. like. Just the word stout is really good for him. Uh, and then, I, I don't really have basis for this one, other <laughs> than just like, oh, okay. Cameron James is a poodle. Alright, moving on. Uh, Luke, Hancock, <laughs> Luke Hancock is a blue healer. Um, I just, my inspiration for that one, I, I used to read these books called Hank the Cow Dog, and I, he just looks like Hank from <laughs> Hank the Cow Dog. I don't know. I can't explain that one. Okay, next we have Josh Hatcher. And you were a little rude earlier on this one. You called him a mutt. Um, hey, uh, yeah. But we came to a consensus, and um, we have him as a Jack Russell Terrier. Okay. I mean, Jack Russell Terrier have it with a little bit of a beard. It can be clean shaven, can have a little bit of a beard, like whisker kind of things. So he can go beardless. He can go <laughs> nice little trimmed beard. I don't know. Uh, he's not a mutt. I shouldn't have said that. He is in a slump, but he's not a mutt. Although mutts are really tough and resilient dogs. <laughs> um, Lane Forsyth. Corgi. Just kind of... Are you about to say he's kind of cute? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Next, Brad Compass. This is a hard one. He's a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Kind of runs like one. Uh, Scotty DeBrule. Wiener dog. <laughs> no explanation there. Kite McDonald. Golden Retriever. Big Golden Retriever energy from him. Just always happy. Um, Running routes uh, before the game. I mean, just just so happy all the time always just so dependable to throw the ball with his teammates that actually play and man you gotta love a guy like kite mcdonald okay and then we'll get into our pitchers uh <laughs> christian mcleod as a yellow lab kind of just there <laughs> like, seems rather happy seems super nice yeah and like if you need him to go go hunting with you like he'll be there but like <laughs> He's just kind of there. Same thing with Will Bedner, but a little bit more more exciting. What you got? We have him as a chocolate lab. Mm-hmm. We have some really exciting Friday and Saturday starters. And now let's get into Sunday starters. Jackson, Jackson Fristo is a schnauzer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what basis I have for this. Uh, kind I'm, of exciting, kind of a little bit of aggressive. We went. We almost went Labradoodle here, but it was like he wasn't. 
pretty enough. I mean, yeah, there's just something. He, like, he's not put together enough for that. Okay. So, I mean, he, he, Labradoodles are expensive. They're they're really pampered. And I he, bet schnauzers are also expensive. Hey, shut up. <laughs> they're probably pampered too, but this is what we made. Uh, getting into one that... It was a weird one could've, to Could have gone a lot of ways, but the reasoning for this one's probably my favorite. And we said Landon Sims is a Dalmatian. Because he comes in in a lot of like pressure situations, and he puts out fires, and fire departments have Dalmatians. And he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he's got spots all over him. <laughs> he doesn't. <sighs> and okay. then one of and these... Then the easiest just, one on this whole list. It's just so sad. Eric Sarantola as a husky. He just doesn't... Hasn't found a place to fit in... He's from Canada, a cold weather climate. Huskies are too. Every time it snows here, he feels at home, but that's really the only time he feels at home. And he's just still looking for that role in the team. So that's what we got. <laughs> what a fun segment that was. Yeah. If so, you have any suggestions ever for stupid segments like this, please, please. send them in. This was very fun. Yeah. And I don't if know you have why. any suggestions for like what player should have been another dog or if we were wrong about any or if we were really, really right about some, you can let us know that too. We always love encouragement and uh, hearing that we're right about something. So uh, <laughs> We really thought about this for a whole week. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kite McDonald, for the... Uh, for just being having being the most obvious golden retriever energy that we've ever seen, but um, honestly, that's gonna be it. Uh, I think do we have Instagram questions? Oh yeah, we do. Have we Instagram do have Instagram questions. How okay, do, we have we two. Forget? We have okay. two of them. Okay, from Nathan Taylor. Do you think moving Logan Tanner to first has any staying power? No. Yeah. I think there's an obvious, um, and I'm not saying anything bad about Luke Hancock, but we have one of the best catchers in the SEC defensively, and I think there's an obvious like drop back or drop down in defensive talent when Luke Hancock is back there. Like I said, he's not bad, but Luke, Logan Tanner is very, very good. Yeah, Dalmatian. Yeah, Dalmatian. What? Wait, he's not a Dalmatian. He's a, he's pit, a pit bull. bull. <laughs> okay. And then from Brooks Taylor, Sarantola looked comfortable again. Keep him midweek for now and bullpen if need be? Question mark. I think so. Yeah, um, that, that struck out the side the other day. Curveball was looking really good. I'm he sure actually it, gave up a hit and then struck out the side. Did he really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. He's good out of the stretch for some reason. Yeah. Apparently, he just doesn't overthink his windup when he does that. Well, there we go. I, well, I really do think he has some of the best stuff on the team. Obviously, he has better velo than no most No one's ever on beaten him with the bat. No. They beat him by either getting hit or <laughs> not no, just, swinging just at all. Just getting in his head is really the only way to beat him. And, um, Teams have found ways to do that, I guess. But I hope that he becomes an asset out of the bullpen yeah. eventually. Cause but, that, but right now, his role is just, I, I hope, just coming in and, and... Get comfortable. In, like, big leads. Mm-hmm. So, definitely just to get comfortable. But thank you guys so much for listening. I think that's all that we have today. And uh, what, like we said earlier, if you have any suggestions on any segments that we could do or just... Any, anything, anything, anything you guys want to hear about a series, you know, upcoming. Mostly, what we do is just the pitching matchups. But if you guys want to hear more about the offense, we can do a little bit of research on that. So uh, just let us know any suggestions that you have that we can make this show better because we're doing it for you guys. I mean, that's that's why we do it. So um, that's going to be it, and we're looking forward to a great weekend of SEC baseball. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. What kind of dog would I be?
twice. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be mine. Karloff Kessler is a crusty-eyed white dog. Karloff Kessler.